0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Quilt Buzz, a podcast featuring your favorite folks from across the quiltiverse. I'm Amanda of Broadcloth Studio, and I'm joined by Anna of Wax and Wayne Studio. Hi, everyone. Wendy, the weekend quilter. Hey and our special guest, Carolina of Carolina Oneto. Hello. Now, before we jump into all our quilty fun today, can you tell us a little bit about yourself,
1: Carolina? Yes. Well, I'm Carolina Oneto. I'm from Chile. I was born in Valparaíso, uh, a beautiful city, Pintoresque city in Chile, near to the the sea. Um, But now I live in Sao Paulo. I have three kids. Um, And we have been living here the last three years. We love Sao Paulo. Brazil is a wonderful country. Uh, We love to travel here, uh, to go to the beach, and to enjoy the museums. It's a wonderful city.
2: So typically we... (laughs) start off by asking the story behind our guest Instagram handle or their business name but yours is pretty self-explanatory so we're going to just dive into your quilting journey. So could you tell us um, how did you start uh, quilting and who taught you to quilt?
1: Yes well uh, by profession I'm an engineer. Uh, I work in logistics for five years then I was uh, a teacher engineering uh, engineering teacher at the faculty for five years and then uh, for my husband's job, we moved to Buenos Aires. And I moved without a working visa. So I started having more time for myself, <laughs> right? Even I had three kids. Uh, it was a, a, a different moment in my life. And at some point, I decided that I wanted to start sewing. So I bought a sewing machine. I discover quilting through Pinterest and I look for someone in, in Buenos Aires to teach me how to quilt. So I learned about quilting uh, from two quilters in Argentina, uh, Teresita Leal and Cecilia Kopman. So that is the story, how I start quilting. And then, of course, I never stop. So I have been quilting the last 11 years.
2: Is the quilting community in Argentina pretty big?
1: No, I can say that in South America, um, you can find quilters in every place, in every country. But it's not a a craft, the first craft that you can find, right? Mm. But I think it's growing, growing a lot. And each country um, has a a group of quilters and we know each other because it's not a a big, a big, uh, a big group. So, uh, but it's growing. It's growing a lot.
2: Would you say the style is quite different to sort of more of the American traditional quilting style?
1: Uh, No, in South America it's very traditional. Uh, um, and of course all the quilting knowledge that you can find in South America, it's, it's all imported from, uh, North America, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's all people that maybe was an expat that, um, came to South America and taught, more people how to quilt or people from South America who travel to the United States and learn quilting and then return. So that is the way it's, it's, it's more like something imported to South America.
0: So is it safe to assume that when you first started quilting, you were quilting in a much more traditional style?
1: I start learning all the basics and of course all the must the must you have to learn right so and with traditional blocks but as my desire to learn quilting came from a more modern look. From the beginning, I start using different colors, right? And different fabrics. In in that way, I think I learned the basics and the traditional uh, way to quilt. But I think in a very fast way, I start, uh, I don't know, doing improv quilting, improv piecing, and using solids. So, I think in that way, I start, and without a tradition in my family, for example. So it's like uh, having always a beginner's mind, right?
0: You mentioned that you were trained and you practiced as well as taught engineering. Do you find that that training and um, that experience has impacted how
1: you approach quilting at all? Yes, I, I can say that I have a very mathematical mind, right? So and also because i think engineering it's a very creative activity also right hmm. it's about solving problems and quilting also it's about uh, solving problems so in in each design that i create or the way i think about color is always in some way about creating sequence or movement. Um, I don't know, I feel that my mind always in some ways brings math to my designs. So how do you find that
0: that impacts your improv quilting?
1: In in ways that even if I'm playing just in my design wall, like in this quilt here behind me, uh, In some way, I always create some order or some uh, process behind that improv activity. It's it's difficult to explain, right? Mm -hmm. But it's a way where in some way I add some math or some order or sequence to a process.
2: Yeah. Going back to the point that, you know, you did mention that uh, you taught engineering students at a university level. Did that earlier work as an educator inspire you to your decision to start offering quilting workshops? Well, I think start
1: um, earlier in my life. Uh, my my parents, my mom and my dad, they both were teachers at the university, chemistry teachers. So uh, my at my home, I was always looking uh, about people, correcting tests and preparing classes. So, uh, and then later at the university, I was a teacher assistant. Almost all my while I was studying my career. Uh, So I think being a teacher is in my DNA, right? So uh, then even doing later another, a very new and different activity that is quilting, for me was natural to start teaching that once I was prepared and I I felt that I was ready to uh, teach others how to quilt, right?
0: And have you always, you teach a lot over Zoom. Was this something
1: you started doing pre-pandemic or? No, well, I start teaching in real life at first, right? Like, uh, I don't know, in 2015, I think, with Janomi, and also in my studio, uh, two different people's. So all the Zoom and online classes start exactly with the pandemic because we moved to Brazil in 2019. So that first year for us was about um, getting used to a new country, a new language. Uh, So that first year I decided to not teach in real life. And to, uh, to leave that first year to, um, to accommodate all the family here in a new country. So in March or in February 2020, I was ready to start teaching in Sao Paulo in different ateliers, patchworks ateliers. But in March, pandemic arrives and everything was locked down, right? So all my plans... <laughs> Uh, change a lot, <laughs> and in that moment, um, my kids start having uh, online classes, and my um, little daughter that was in second or third grade, uh, she needed a lot of help about having uh, online classes. So I sit her here in my studio, and. I start seeing her how she was learning via Zoom and how uh, um, her teacher taught her about uh, all the things via Zoom. So I thought, well, maybe I can do the same with quilting. So the first thing that I did was okay. I'm going to try. I don't know anything about teaching online. So the best thing I think is to contact all my Chilean uh, students, right? And so I I I send them a message and I offer them classes via Zoom. So we can try. And that was the way I started teaching uh, online was because I, I had my my daughter here all day long with their classes. So I thought, okay, maybe I can do the same because all my plans changed a lot and I wanted to start uh, teaching again.
2: So you offer a number of classes on color. So what inspired you to tackle this topic?
1: Well, uh, I learned... Or, yes, I learned about quilting in, in Buenos Aires. But then we returned to Santiago, to Chile. And when we returned, I realized that I needed to learn more about color. I realized how important is color as a key design element in quilting. And in every artistic activity, right? So... I decided to study color interaction in the School of Art in Chile. So when I returned, I uh, studied that, and that was a game changer for me in terms uh, of, in terms of how I design and how I think about color in my quilts. And for that reason, when I start teaching also i realized that the most of the people struggle a lot about color and how to decide about color in their own quilts uh, and i think it's it's really great not to just follow in the same colors that others use and start using your uh, your like your own ideas so for that reason i start uh, teaching uh, in a very simple way right uh, but in a way that allows uh, everyone to start thinking and creating with their own uh, taste about color right hmm.
0: what do you think that that like a number one struggle is of people that are you know when they when they f- see color they get very scared you know what do you think is holding people back
1: they think or they they are they have afraid about making mistakes and something that i always said that there is there isn't a wrong or a right way to use color color is absolutely relative about your own experience about your culture Right. And about your taste. It's it's not wrong or right. Right. It's just about what you like. And and of course, knowing some things, some uh, basics, uh, uh, I don't know, um, theory. But uh, you don't have to be afraid about color. Color is wonderful. We are surrounded by color. So uh, the mo- that is the, I think, to, to think that you are not capable or you have, you don't have good decisions about color. I think that is one of the most, uh, the things that I think people think about color, <laughs> right? you um so
0: with your classes on color as well as your classes on improv uh, both of those seem that they'd have a theme you mentioned you know having a beginner's mind yeah and how you approach things how, do, could you share any tips or tricks with how you you know work your own beginner's mind muscle
1: i always And I said this also to my students. I always start a new quilt as an experiment, thinking that is as an experiment. And experiments sometimes can fail, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, not always they are a success, but we learn a lot with those experiments. So I think that it's a good way to approach all the things that you do. And maybe also in in every aspect in our life sometimes, right? So um, in that way, I think it's, okay, maybe this quilt, I, I don't like it. It's not a good composition or those colors, I'm not pretty sure. But in that way, I learn what I don't like. So the next time, I'm not going to do that, right? So... I think that it's a good um, mind setting, right? The experiment, the experimentation.
3: Uh, so speaking of all the classes that you teach, do you have a favorite course to teach? And is there a reason why that is your favorite? I love to teach my class
1: about curves and transparencies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I and I think because it's really uh, rewarding uh, to me, Uh, or for me, uh, seeing uh, my students uh, when they realize or that click when they understand, oh, wow, that is a way to create a transparency or the illusion of a transparency. And also because I, um, I have had a lot of students that in this class, they are sewing curves for the first time, and they can't believe that they were able to do it. So <laughs> I, I love that class. I love that they finish with a small quilt in four hours uh, with curves and with lots of colors, so I think that is my favorite class to teach. Well, all the classes, of course, but that is one <laughs> of my favorites.
2: So for those that aren't really familiar with your Instagram page, uh, you – Feature different quotas from around the world. So what actually inspired you to you know, pursue that? Uh,
1: everything start in 2020.
2: <laughs> it's a <laughs> year, right?
1: Well, yeah. uh, because in some moment I start uh, making some uh, post to explain or to, um, yes, to explain in, in my words and in my point of view, what is modern quilting? Uh, especially to all the South American uh, quilters, right? And I realized in that moment that a lot of people were very interested in all the quilts that I was showing from other quilters to, to show and to explain about modern quilting. So, I realized that that can be a very interesting thing to present people uh, and also from uh, more countries than just the United States, right? That uh, there are quilters all around the world, right? So uh, in that way, I start first with the quilters that I know and I love their work and start um, showing and presenting their stories, their quilts. And in that way, uh, I continue doing that until now. Two years, (laughs) almost two years.
3: (laughs) So how do you go about deciding which makers to feature in this project?
1: Well, I'm always looking a way to share creativity to share and to inspire others with new ideas, so I look for for uh, creative people using fibers in different wa- ways or textiles or fibers, uh, and always. Um, using, I don't know, new colors, new fabrics, new designs in order to express and to create a community, right? It's a way to create community. And I love when I found also people from different places all around the world, that, that it's also great. I love to share that.
0: As you've been featuring different quilters and other textile artists, is there anything that still surprises you?
1: Yes, it surprised me. Uh, how different can be the background of all of us and also that in most of all those stories there is always a like a common story that came from your family or where always someone had I don't know a uh, a parent or a grandmother or someone who was a craft person that it's in some way inspiring you uh, to, to continue that story.
2: So, aside from following you on Instagram, do you have any tips for our listeners on how to discover new Maker accounts um, that they might not necessarily follow or know of?
1: Um, I, I follow some hashtags that allows me to discover new people. Um, I don't know, fiber art, textile art, quilt art. That is a way. And at the end, it's like Instagram knows what you like and suggests you other people that are um, very similar to the people that you are looking for. So um, that is a way. Also through... uh, Created created Quilts, that magazine, they always spotlight uh, people, different uh, uh, creative people. And also, I love to follow uh, and to look at SACWA, um, Studio Quilt, Studio Art Quilt, something like that, Association. There you can discover also a lot of creative uh People that work with textiles, right?
0: In your in your ongoing research and discovery of um, other artists, have you noticed any like new trends in quilting?
1: Yes, mm-hmm. like the use of, of course, all the uh, recycled fabrics, um, the dyeing dyeing your fabric with uh, natural pigments uh, a lot of hand quilting, uh, big shapes. I don't know. It's uh, that it's an evolving situation. And we, I think it's, this is like, a. as it is a community, we inspire ourselves. It's, uh, it's like a, a system where we um, have a lot of feedback and between
3: our own creativity right before we move on could you share any new workshops or projects
1: well um new workshop I'm not I don't have in my mind to create new workshop yet I need to create my quilts and always my quilts are the the food for new for new uh, workshops so now I'm in a in a moment uh, of creation a lot of creation I'm doing a lot of quilts And in the future well I'm really happy because in September I'm going to have a solo exhibition in the European patchwork meeting mm-hmm. in France in September so I'm working a lot for that also of course are you gonna go for the yes because I'm going to teach also there two workshops so uh, that is something that is coming uh, soon and in some way in the future I will love in some way to teach some kind of like um retreats. I don't know. I'm going to start thinking in that way, like a week full of uh, classes, a very immersive way to learn about color and quilting.
2: Sounds like an excuse to come down to South America. (laughs) (laughs)
1: It's going to start my Google flight
2: tracker.
0: (laughs) (laughs) On that exciting note, it is time to move on to our rapid fire quilty questions. Are you ready, Carolina? Yes, I'm ready. Anna, why don't
2: you kick us off?
1: What is your favorite time of day to quilt? Can change, but now in this moment, in the morning.
2: And where do you sew? Sorry? Uh, where do you sew? Where I sorry, sorry, in my studio. <laughs> <laughs> and do
0: you wear shoes, slippers, or socks while sewing?
3: Shoes or sandals. Uh, do you like to listen to music, Netflix, podcasts, or silence while you're sewing?
1: All of them but now I'm in a moment of music.
2: Um, and what are you currently listening to?
1: Oh I have different uh, list in my Spotify that I change every time.
0: Um, if you allow snacking in your studio do you have a favorite snack while quilting?
1: I'm not a snack person so no I just drink uh, Diet Coke or water
3: how many ig interviews with other quilters have you shared to date
1: i think like
3: 200
2: whoa 200 yeah 200 it's a lot <laughs> that's amazing yeah uh, so who would be your dream person to feature on your instagram interviews oh well
1: i don't know now in terms of quilting no <laughs> I, I, I have, I have interview all, all the people that I want to interview.
0: Yeah. And do you have a favorite traditional block?
1: The quarter circle. What's your favorite color? Oh, all of them. But now I'm in a yellow, yellow stage.
2: Uh, favorite color combination?
1: Blue and orange.
2: What color fabric do you use the most?
3: Blue. And what is your most popular course that you teach? The organic shapes
1: and the curves and transparencies. Those both, yeah. Uh,
0: Solids or print fabric? Solids. Do you have a favorite fabric designer?
3: Caroline Friedlander. And what's the last fabric that you bought?
1: Now, when I was in Nantes in France, I bought some fat quarters, solid fat quarters. Just that.
2: And what's your favorite quilt
1: shop? Oh, I don't have any favorite quilt shop. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's allowed. <laughs> you love them all. <laughs>
0: yes,
1: yes. Uh,
0: how do you organize your fabrics?
3: By hue. Yes, by hue. And what sewing notion couldn't you live without? My rotary cutter.
2: What sewing machine do you sew on?
3: I have a
1: Janome Memory Craft 6,700 Peep.
0: What's one workshop piece of filming equipment you couldn't live without? My iPad.
3: And what thread brand do you use? Wonderfil, Decobob, and
1: Invisafield.
2: Nice. Um, pressing preference. Open. Side or open.
1: Bin? Always open.
2: <laughs> Pick one.
0: Improv curves, improv triangles, or improv crosses?
1: Improv curves,
3: always. And do you have a long arm quilter that you use? No,
1: just my sewing machine, my domestic sewing machine.
3: A uh, machine or hand bind?
1: hand bind?
0: Spray, pin, or thread-based?
1: Pins and spray, both at the same time. And do you pre-wash your fabrics? No, never.
2: And what's your favorite part of the quilting process?
3: I think picking colors.
2: And what is your least favorite part?
3: The hang sleeve. And what's one bad quilting habit you wish you could give up? I don't have any bad avid.
2: (laughs) I must be a perfect quilter. (laughs) What's your favorite recent make?
1: It's called Imaginary Places.
0: And uh, how many quilts are in your work in progress pile? Uh,
3: (laughs) Four. Oh, that's not bad at all. And where do you store your work in progresses?
1: All around in, in every place. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not that tidy. Maybe that is a a, a a thing that I need to to improve my my tidiness.
2: <laughs> and do you have any other interests or hobbies? Oh
1: yes, I love to cook. Also, I I love to swim and run.
0: Now, before we finish up, we've got just a couple more questions for you. And the first up are who are three accounts you think everyone should be following and why?
3: Or you could just say, go to your IG page because <laughs> yeah. you have 200 of them. Yes, there. Yeah, I think that's yeah. a have good a hashtag, idea.
0: Do you have a hashtag for that, for your featuring project?
1: Yes, Modern Quilting Community. So if you follow that, uh, you will always uh, look for all those uh, posts about uh, creative fiber artists.
0: So on that note, we need to wrap today up and we hope that you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to contact any of us, we can most easily be found on our Instagram accounts. I'm at Broadcloth Studio, Wendy. I'm the dot weekend Quilter.
3: Anna. I am at Wax and Wayne Studio.
0: And Carolina.
1: Carolina underscore Oneto.
0: Or you can go to our podcast account at quilt or our website, quiltbuzzpodcast.com for our previous episodes and updates on upcoming guests. If you enjoyed today's episode, we hope that you subscribe to the show and tell your quilty friends about us too. And if you have a moment to share what you love by writing a review on your podcast provider of choice, it would make our day. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll talk to you again soon.
3: Bye. 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 Bye.